Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. 
It's the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And that little ditty you heard up top is one of the first (laughs) covers that has come in of my smash hit, Went to the Gym and I Went to a Party, which you heard for the first time in the last episode. That cover Uh was from Allison Becker. You can find her on Instagram at NastyPoodle. N-A-S-T-Y-P-O-O-D-L-E, and I am blown away by it. I love hearing a different version of the music behind it, hearing it in a different genre altogether. My genre is more of a maniac who barely knows how to use garage band style, <laughs> so it's very refreshing to hear an actual musician do something with it. That is your signature genre. <laughs> so thank you, Allison Becker, for that, and... Thank you all for joining us today. It is, of course, a Thursday, so that means this is This Week in Bachelor Nation. We have some very big parasocial plays to discuss. So much happened in the parasocial world this week. Let's just say it's going to be a jam-packed parasocial play of the week. We had to cut parasocial plays. We had to trim down so many. In a week like this, where there's so many huge plays being made, your mediocre shit ain't going to cut it. Mm-mm. sometimes you got to do big stuff if you want to get in parasocial plays of the week and there's also a lot of news which we're going to be getting to in bachelor nation news of course but before we get to any of that we have to start this show out as we start all shows by talking about some bigger piece of news in the world and then relating it to bachelor nation this is game of roses state of the world there's a lot going on in the world, some big, bad stuff, but it is Pace Case's birthday week, and Clues has allowed me to do something <laughs> a little differently on this state of the world. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm not allowing you. It's, it's fun. It's your birthday. Let's indulge. Let's take a break from everything that's going on in the world collapsing and have a moment where we get to have a little bit of fun. That's what we're going to take this state of the world to do. So Pace Case, please 
Indulge. Some of you might have noticed that Clues is a bit of a workaholic. Maybe you got that from his song, Went to the Gym, Went to a Party, because he it was the first non-work he had done in a while. And I have some pitches for Clues as to other things he could do. Maybe even you could write a song about it. You could still somehow work work into it. But... I want to pitch you on two television series. Oh. And, you know, who knows? The Bachelor Mm. may not last forever. Blake Horseman's Dark Promise might come true that it ends with Matt Damon's being the last Bachelor. How dare you? (laughs) But here's a couple possible alternate avenues or even just fun fun things to watch in in the pit we got two shows and they are both about islands number one we have love island this is a british reality show i've talked about it a lot on the podcast it revived an earlier celebrity series of the same name that was in 2005 2006 on itv it was hosted by caroline flack until she passed away in 2019 laura whitmore now hosts the series as of 2020 but basically you have a group of players who are trapped in a villa Often it is in Spain, and they're under video surveillance. You know, you've watched Big Brother, similar. I've similar seen Love Island. I've seen a few, a few episodes oh. of it of of uh, the first American season, maybe whatever it was, like a year ago, mm. roughly. I remember watching two or three of those episodes, and I liked it. I enjoyed what I saw. It was just the pit, the Bachelor pit beckons, and there's you know, right. there's just no time for these things. Well, for those who haven't watched any episodes, basically what happens is. Islanders have to be coupled up with another Islander on their time, whether it's for love or friendship or money. The winning couple, I think it's 50,000 pounds at the end. Um, But they have to couple up right at the beginning. Five of them, five men or five women are out in their uh, swimwear. And then the host brings out one person of the opposite gender and then they have to step forward if they're attracted to them or not. And then that person chooses to couple up with someone. And then you get, oh, you have five couples. But then they bring in a bombshell who's like generally super hot, who's then going to steal one of the couples throughout that week. Basically, you have to keep pairing up or you get kicked off. Sort of similar to Bachelor in Paradise. But they have all of these changes that they've made to the game that make it much more interesting, such as... The fourth audience gets to vote on their favorite couples, and the people who are not cutting it get voted out. Sometimes they make the couples vote for who they want off, whether it's voting off a couple or voting off one member of the pair. And they do some challenges that don't actually really have stakes. Maybe you win like a champagne bottle or something, but then they go on dates, and you're seeing. The drama plays out with, like, 
are people choosing to stay in their couples or are they going on to a new person? And often the new people will come in and they'll have this power like you do on Bachelor in Paradise with a date card where mm-hmm. you can pull that person out of that situation and spend time with them outside of their pair. But there's something that they do on Love Island that I've also talked about called Casa Amor, which is all of the guys are going on a lad's day, quote unquote. By the way, I recommend watching this show with subtitles because there's a lot of uh, <laughs> British terms and stuff that I had no idea what they meant, like pying people off and like he's a lad and all these things. They're great. Um <laughs> But they're on a lad's day, and then they realize it's not a lad's day. They're going to Casa Amor. They are now living with a bunch of new women who are trying to get them to stray from their couple. Usually this happens about halfway through. And then the women are now living with a bunch of hot dudes, and they are getting to know them. And both villas don't get to communicate and they basically have to make a decision are you going to stay or go and that's a very dramatic moment when they come in and they're it's like oh is he coming back single or is he coming back with a new girlfriend etc or if the guy is like i'm gonna stay with my old girlfriend and then he shows back up and she's like i went with a new guy sorry yeah oh yeah um occasionally they'll get like a hint of what's going on at the other villa but mm-hmm I have just been introduced to a show which is basically Casa Amor in the entire show, and that is Temptation Island. It's it used to be a show on Fox, but they in two thousand and one, and then they just revived it on USA. And Mark Wahlberg, Mark L. Wahlberg, is the host for all of them. <laughs> Different from Mark Wahlberg. Uh, and the premise of this show is that four couples who are not really sure if they're meant to be together come to this island, in this case it's Hawaii, and they essentially split up and go in separate villas for one month, and they're with ten or so extremely hot people who are basically the supposed to tempt them, and they're basically trying to figure out what to do with their relationship the whole time do they want to stay is there something better they're not that committed to it and at the end they reunite with their pair and decide do you want to stay with them leave single or leave with someone else is there a money prize in that game no money prize maybe they could add that but they don't get to communicate, except they have like things called bonfires where they go and they can see a contextless clip of what their pair is doing, and it is rough. I Often bet. these people who go in think they're so strong, and this will only make us stronger, and then they see like their girlfriend cheating on them, and it's it's tough and mark Wahlberg is like acting in this sort of therapist role like okay what did you see in that clip and it's like i saw my girlfriend fucking that guy (laughs) after they show that they literally show them clips of their significant other having sex with other people they're under a duvet but yeah something's going on jesus christ that is brutal it is so brutal it's like one of the people in the most recent season I was watching was like, this is torture. And I was like, yes. And it is 
a fascinating show to watch. It's an interesting element. I mean, there are a bunch of like derivative bachelor shows, obviously in some cases, like with um, love Island, it's a more, it's the bachelor, it's bachelor in paradise esque, but the game mechanics are more objectively openly presented to you. They in fact have them playing literal games and there is a money prize. So that Mm -hmm. game show mechanic is more like, that's what this is. Yes. These people are dating and shit, but like there's money on the table here. We're going to have them play this game. This is this part of the game where we do this bachelor tries to hide all the game mechanics. And I think what's interesting about what you're talking about with um, Temptation Island is that element of it's really about cheating on somebody you already have a relationship with. You don't get that Mm -hmm. in the main game of Bachelor at all. It can't happen because everybody's dating one person. But you get it a little bit in BIP. There can be jealousy. There can be like a relationship that forms and somebody comes in. There's like a, you know, somebody comes in as the wedge to to be driven between them. There's love triangles and shit. but. That's pretty fascinating that it's an existing relationship. Like, are these people together for years and then they come on this show? The smallest length of time I've seen is like a year and a half, but there's couples who've been together 10 years. And then they come on here and just go buck wild. They're fucking everyone. Well, it depends. And like often they will, in the more recent seasons, they come in with rules. But guess what? People break those rules. They misinterpret what's going on in the other person's bonfire clips sometimes. So they're like, oh, fuck, she's forgotten about me. So I'm going to go buck wild. Oh, my God. So the producers purposely tricked them. They showed them video. They showed them video of the worst moment possible often. Yeah. God damn. These both sound very good. They are. They are. Uh, pits that I don't know if I can dip into just yet, but I can already, the wheels are already turning in my head about like, how do I break this one down like a game? That is exactly what I've been doing. And I'm like, there is strategy. Temptation Island doesn't have a monetary prize, but I believe they get famous on social media. I haven't looked any of them up because I don't want spoilers, but mm-hmm. I'm sh- I'm certain that they do get a following. So the people like the people that are in the house with them the singles they're so motivated to break up the couple and you can see it they're like scheming but is it like the man of the couple goes into some villa with a bunch of women yeah they so they split the couple up the four women it's one couple per season am i getting that right couples four couples i see four couples so then the guy the four guys go off into a house of all women and the four yeah. women go into a house of old guys. Yeah. And so it's, I see. That's an interesting dynamic because then it's also mm-hmm. like those four women are like, I like Jimmy. Who do you like? I like Jimmy too. If they all like totally. the same guy, then that's completely fucked and they all start hating each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fascinating. You're making me really want to watch this badly. How dare it's you? Very good. They also, you know. You have the motivation of wanting to go on dates so you can like leave the villa and go explore Hawaii. And it's also shot like the place they're staying looks really nice. The dates are mm. really nice. They're going fucking like on boats and shit. And ugh, it's so good. Well, I might have to give it a try at some point, perhaps once we get our book completed and I have a little bit of time to do something else. I also have a way that this relates to Bachelor Nation. Besides the obvious, could we bring in couples onto Bachelor in Paradise Mm -hmm. who are open 
the fans of Temptation Island have been suggesting host Mark L. Wahlberg to replace Chris Harrison. He's got a very similar look. The, like, white, doughy, middle-aged man with the piercing blue eyes. But Mark Wahlberg is, he's a little bit more involved. Like, he gives them these bizarre therapy sessions. That's interesting. Because it truly is, at that point, like the snake eating its own tail. If Bachelor was the thing that spawned these other shows, or I guess you said Temptation Island started in 2001, so it was before Bachelor? Yeah, the first iteration. But certainly the, its revival has something to do with the success of Bachelor, and then it's like now mm-hmm. he's hosting The Bachelor. And Love Island. It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens totally. with it, but thank you, Pace Case, for the description <laughs> of both of these shows. Now I'm like starting to already get obsessed a little bit with them. Maybe we'll give them a watch. Anybody out there, feel free. Check these shows out. They are Pace Case's indulgence. I mean, I just, you could plan it out so well, you know, if you are in a couple and you're just like, okay, we're going to pretend to stray, but then we're both going to forgive each other and you're going to propose at the final bonfire. There's sometimes proposals at the end. Or just go in in the couple and be like, look, we've been together for 10 years. It's a little stale. Let's use this as an opportunity. No rules. Have whatever kind of sex you want. And then at the end, we'll get back together. We'll we'll repropose. We'll get the diamond ring. We'll get it going. We'll get to have a fun two months. All is forgiven. Mm-hmm. Literally do whatever you want. And then we'll be the most famous people who ever were on the show. Perfect well, strategy. Sometimes the couples go in with no rules and you realize, uh, maybe that was really more one person's desires that they have no <laughs> rules. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, I will have to check those shows out at some point. But happy birthday again, Pace Case. The birthday week Thank continues. <laughs> what a treat for me. Get to spew all that out. <laughs> and now we are going to continue on to all the news that's fit to print this week. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, Katie Thurston tops the news this week. Not one, but three new promos were released on the official Bachelor at social media accounts. The first promo was a behind-the-scenes style video with footage of cameras shooting her other promos. This was a technique they also used for Claire Crawley. Showing us the cameras, giving us the idea that the show is in production, things are starting to happen. The next promo features Thurston direct addressing the camera to tell us three things about herself. She loves her cat, Tommy. Whiskey is her go-to drink, and she is obsessed with sushi. And the final promo is a preview of the season. We did a deep dive into that entire promo shot by shot (laughs) in our Tuesday episode, so please feel free to check that out for an in-depth analysis. But this week, Thurston dominated the zeitgeist of the nation with these promos, and she continued to capitalize on the attention with an unbelievable rate of production of her own social media, which we will get to in Parasocial Place. But this is it. We are in the first stages of the promotion blitzkrieg that is happening for mm-hmm. this next season of Bachelorette. Three fucking promos came out in like 48 hours. The last one had shots of the season. We still have three weeks. 
I know. What else are we going to see? It's all coming. I'm so fucking excited. The combination of that, like that form of media with all of the social media that Katie Thurston is putting out is a very interesting dichotomy. (laughs) Different tones. There is always a new piece of Katie Thurston media. Always. Like every 30 minutes, there's something you have to be watching with her in it. It's just a, a complete saturation of the nation's mm-hmm. collective psychology with Katie Thurston. It's fantastically done. Speaking of the nation's zeitgeist, Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell are still top of mind for many of us, and this week we learned that they are very much back on after images of them together at a variety of locations have surfaced. Usual Bachelor Nation media coverage outlets have all run stories corroborating the couple's official on-again status. This is following Clail breaking up and getting back together as well. I mean, we've seen in recent history a bunch of couples who come together on the show, are torn apart by the show, and then get back together after the show. It seems almost <laughs> like the show has something to do with their relationships not working out. And then they have to repair them themselves. But obviously, Kirkconnell and James have been through a lot at the hands of the show. And we wish them well in whatever this future version of their relationship is going to turn out to be. Moving on to the next piece of Bachelor Nation news. Season 14 Bachelorette, third place finisher, Jason Tardick proposed to Bachelor Season 19, third place finisher, and Season 11 crown, and undeniably the GOAT, (laughs) Kalen Bristow, on Monday afternoon in Nashville, Tennessee. All right. We'll have some words after this, but I will finish reading what you've written here. He proposed while she was recording an episode of her Off the Vine podcast, Bristow told Entertainment Tonight, in quotes, it was everything I could have asked for. The words that came out of his mouth were insanely beautiful. We've never locked eyes like that in our lives. We were holding hands so intense, and I was listening to his every word, but still blacked out. End quote. The pair met in 2019 during an episode of the podcast, so it was a fantastic bookend to their dating journey. And the timing of this play couldn't be better, as Tardik is about to launch his own podcast on May 24th. And of course, his bride-to-be, Caitlin Bristow, is about to cross the $2 million threshold as she renders co-hosting duties with Tasha Adams on the upcoming season of The Bachelorette. First, let me just say, undeniably the GOAT. Let's just focus in on that line, okay? Just for a uh-huh. moment. Congratulations, by the way, to Jason Tardick and Caitlin Bristow. That's fantastic news. You guys are really doing it. Huge play. We'll be talking about this in parasocial plays a little bit later. But love to see the GOAT engaged. Undeniably the GOAT. Now, this is just something that you and I are never going to see eye to eye on, and I get DMs about it all the time, too. I got a bunch uh-huh. uh, from this engagement that were like, mm-hmm. you have to admit, she's the GOAT now. The pit agree. Uh, I cannot state this more clearly. Nothing Caitlin Bristow does now affects any GOAT status in terms of gameplay. I'm talking about what they did in the game. Yes, I think she is undeniably the, I don't want to say the social media GOAT. She's undeniably the person who has turned her post-career into super success at the highest level. I think post-career is part of the game. So this is where we differ. It is where we differ. For me, the game is the game. It's what you do in Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and that's it. But to what end? To help your social media postseason all about your social media. But that's a different game. 
Mm. As we've seen or with somebody like the game. But like for a player, let's say like Jillian Harris, when she was in the actual game, the social media game did not exist. Instagram didn't exist. Like she had to learn a whole new game. They are separate mm-hmm. because there's an era of our game that existed before social media did. I would argue that her social media prowess being in the Million Club after playing before social media makes her an amazing player and she's winning the game. The social media game. I mean, she also won the actual game. She was a a crown as well. The game. The game includes social media. I, I don't see it that way. I see them as two separate games because now you're playing against like Kardashians and shit. They're always playing against Kardashians. In social media, yeah. Even during the game, we're looking at their Instagram numbers. They're still competing with Kardashians at that point. Right, in that game. But the Kardashians aren't showing up on like a season of The Bachelor to date in the dating pool. They're not playing that game. But I'm saying they're always competing against them. It doesn't have anything to do with it. The game is social media. Yes, that is its own game. I agree. No, with that. that's the game. <laughs> that's the whole game. Then what's The Bachelor? <laughs> Why are we tracking gains when they're postseason then? It, because the game hasn't game. ended. <laughs> this is the game, game of roses. The game of roses is, is life. Thor is life. Okay. TPP, the pit provides. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to see eye to eye on this. Uh, but I always think it's very fun to have the conversation. <laughs> Look, I found this oh, out fuck. yesterday, my birthday. I know theoretically he proposed on Monday, but I feel like it was a birthday present to me and Jason Tardick. I truly appreciate it. Making my girl, my goat so happy on this day that I was so happy, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's a fantastic birthday present for you. I know that he did it specifically for you and yeah. Congratulations to everybody. He didn't include that in his proposal text, but Mm -hmm. I felt what he meant. And I'm sure she will be in the two million club soon. She's so close. Yeah, I think it could happen as a result of this engagement, actually. I think it could happen before She's fifty K away. I checked. Ooh. I think she was seventy K away last week. So she got twenty thousand mm, followers off of this. Bump. Nice. Speaking of the two million club, Colton Underwood is in the news this week. He was the subject of a lengthy article in Variety on Wednesday. The piece covers a wide array of Underwood-related topics, including the Cassie stalking situation, and it hints at the larger implications of possibly having an openly gay bachelor or bachelorette. New revelations include Underwood's claim that he was being blackmailed by someone who had nude photos of him, visiting a gay spa, as well as an explanation of how his upcoming Netflix show came together. Underwood and Randolph were in the process of developing a show about themselves with Jeff Jenkins Productions. Jenkins is an ex-co-president of Bunim Murray Productions, the company responsible for the entire Kardashian franchise, as well as the real world, and a slew of other reality show empires. The development of the Randolph Underwood project was scuttled when Randolph served Underwood a restraining order last year. Then, as news started to spread in Underwood's inner circle that he was gay, Jeff Jenkins Productions pitched Underwood the idea of doing a show about his new life as an out gay man. 
Netflix bought it, and although the show is still actively in production, time will tell if an active petition to have it canceled will have any effect on it airing. The article goes into detail about a wide variety of other things, like Hollywood's general struggle to be more inclusive in all areas, and the role football and Christianity played in Underwood's remaining closeted for so long. It's well worth a read, and you can find it at Variety.com. Underwood continues to be a very interesting figure in the landscape of our beloved game. And another very interesting figure in the landscape of our beloved game is the fifth piece of Bachelor Nation news this week. Tyler Cameron makes the news this week by elevating himself to the A-list once again. Cameron redefined the road from Bachelor to mainstream acceptance with a brief stint casually dating Gigi Hadid immediately after his rookie season 15 of The Bachelorette. Proving that he still has the clout to rub elbows with the famous elite, Cameron took his new girlfriend, model Camila Kendra, to spend Mother's Day weekend at Martha Stewart's Bedford, New York farmhouse. Images surfaced of the group on Instagram that featured Stewart, Cameron, Kendra, Ward Simmons, Teddy Wilson, and designer Stephen Sills. Cameron met Stewart through Sills when he was entertaining the idea of doing his own home show. Cameron is constantly scratching at the door of mainstream fame, and it seems like celebrities from that world are happy to keep his company. Seems only a matter of time until he breaks through. Did you see this Instagram post? Him sitting around with Martha Stewart? No. I never see his posts because we're blocked, but I, when you told me about this, I was like, how are those connected? I guess he did dog house renovations and she does house stuff. Just getting into that world. More so in the health and beauty space. He's more so Mm -hmm. in the house and home type space. I don't know. She can show him how to make a steak. You know, apron stuff. (laughs) But he's out there. He's doing it as always. And we congratulate him and we anxiously await whatever that move is going to be that puts him front and center in one of his own shows. Maybe he wins a Grammy. He starts singing music. I don't know. But he's going to do something. I feel like this type of shit happens with him enough. One's going to pop through. Maybe he should cover, I went to the gym, I went to a party, get his Grammy that way. Happy to do that collab. Reach out to me, Tyler Cameron, at gameofroses at gmail.com. Roses is spelled with a Z. That does it for this week in Bachelor Nation News. Now we are moving on to talk about all the plays our lovely players are making off the field in the primary world, in the digital space, on their Instagrams, on their TikToks, on their YouTubes, on their MySpaces, on their Friendsters, on eBay. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football is back. And the best bet you can make is downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It doesn't matter if you're new to gambling or an old pro. FanDuel has something for everyone. And as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you know your bets are safe. There's also never been a better time to use FanDuel. Because right now, you'll get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. You can even turn a small wager into a big payday with a same-game parlay bet. Just sign up with the promo code SPOTIFY to place your first bet risk-free on FanDuel Sportsbook. Download FanDuel today. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. This is the parasocial play, 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 play of the week. The OGs of the fetus game, Emmy and Brooks Tolbert, made the list this weekend as they attended the birthday party of the most successful fetus in the game, Alessi Lyondike. Alessi's birthday party extravaganza was held in the expansive Lyondike backyard, complete with pink balloons everywhere, fairy wings for all attendees, and even small horses with unicorn horns. Biggest fetus turned toddler parasocial play we've ever seen. Brooks Tolbert has 82.1k, Emmy Tolbert has 132k, and Alessi Lyondike has 357k. You throw in the unborn Lyondike twins at 264k, you're looking at a combined 835.1k followers between them all. This move sent chills down my spine. This is a new regime. They are forcing this. Like, sure, maybe they're friends in real life, but we haven't seen these kids together We've ever. We've never seen them together. Yeah. Now, it's not only are they getting together to hang out, the party that they threw, it was nuts. It was gigantic. Not in yeah. scope of people that attended, but like, there are little horses running around with unicorn horns. Everybody's got on fairy wings. I mean, it was it was an event, and they were an there. Extravaganza, absolutely. And if these kids continue these relationships, this is like the Lion Dyke backyard is the stagecoach slash New York <laughs> of the fetus game. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that sentence, like. It is. It is. I mean, it's basically like a loot promotion of birthday party invites. You're going to combine those followers. I do think they probably have a slightly different fan base because they haven't been doing things together as a couple at all or as a pair of couples. Yeah, I would be very curious to see some kind of metrics on the habits of fetus followers. Do you like lock off? You're like, I'm following Jade's journey as a mother, and I'm going to look at all of her fetuses and watch them grow Mm -hmm. up as toddlers, and that's it. Like, you just pick one mom, and you kind of follow her, or are you Mm -hmm. like, I follow all the moms. I follow all the fetuses. Right. I don't know. I'm sure it's different. I'm sure different people are different, but. No, there probably is some overlap. I bet most people who follow the babies are following multiple babies. I would like imagine. Us. There's also like the us. contingent that is crazy bachelor <laughs> maniacs who follow even like all the pet accounts and shit. Yeah, that's probably the smallest contingent. Well, congratulations to all these beautiful fetuses. We look forward to seeing what you can do as you turn into young adults. And we may have more to say about the fetus game coming up shortly. But before we get to that, 
Our second parasocial play that deserves a little bit of attention came from Jillian Harris, the fifth bachelorette. She had an incredible parasocial play this week by doing an Instagram live with Sophie Trudeau, the wife of Justin Trudeau. (laughs) For those who don't know, he's the prime minister of a country called Canada. In this 37-minute, 11-second Instagram live video, the pair discuss life, motherhood, and how they became connected, as well as mental health. The video has 311,000 views. On our most recent Patreon episode, we went through every player in the 1 million Instagram club, and Harris is the oldest player on that list, having played in a time before Instagram even existed, but still managing to accrue 1.3 million followers. This play not only illustrates how she maintains social media relevance, but also her parasocial power in her home country. This would be the American equivalent of a Bachelor player doing an IG Live with Jill Biden or Michelle Obama. This is insane to me (laughs) that she was able to do this. It's absolutely insane. I could see Rachel Lindsay doing a Instagram Live with Jill Biden or Michelle Obama, though. Totally. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. This is just yeah. the first time that I've seen something like this. And I know that Jillian Harris in Canada, is, her celebrity there is much bigger than it is mm. here. Even though she was an American bachelorette, she had all kinds of like home style shows and stuff in Canada that were very popular. And I think that's primarily where her Instagram following comes from is the stuff she's done post bachelor on Canadian television. Yeah. In the post season game, part of the main game. Yeah. We always talk about how the bachelor and politics are the same. They're merged. It's like, here you go. You've got an ex bachelorette doing an Instagram live with the wife of the guy who runs Canada. It's very impressive. Who knew from her hot dog standy tot, hot dog condiments standy that she would be here? <laughs> Changing the world. A world changer. Jillian Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of world changers, our next parasocial play of the week goes to the Went Gang. What? Astrid, Locke, and Kevin Went got into the fetus game this week. Locke and Went each posted a still to their main grids, holding up a picture of a sonogram of their unborn child, which was tagged as the Went Gang. The Went Gang Instagram account was started back in June of 2020 as a way to chronicle the lives of Locke, Went, and their dog Ace as a family. But the most recent post features Ace standing next to the all-too-familiar white letter announcement board, which seems to be the standard in fetus announcement posts. The board reads, soon-to-be big brother, and the sonogram image is leaning against the announcement board. Congrats to the Went Gang. With 20.9k Instagram followers, it seems like Locke and Went have been planning this moment for at least a year. We're excited to see if the Went fetus will be able to ascend to the heights of an Alessi Lyondike, but first it will have to contend with the gatekeeper of parasocial fetus power in the nation, Andara Rose Bulls. Glitter Baby 2021 is currently at 40.6k. When are they going to cross the threshold that gets them that invite to an Alessi birthday party? That's really what we're looking at here. Alessi (laughs) is the figurehead of the fetus movement, and I gotta say, We are, I would say, fortunate in that we have been 
in the nation. We've been watching the show. We've been keeping some tabs on the fetus game really since its beginning, mm-hmm. which I would argue is maybe Amanda Stanton's kids. I'm not sure if Trista Rain's kids have Instagram accounts that they started when they were young because I don't even know if Instagram was around so. then. I think it really was like Amanda Stanton. She, I don't think she did fetus play, but she had like young kid, like toddler Instagram accounts for them. Yeah. And I've been looking at that since that has happened. We obviously have been covering it much more in depth as Uh we started this podcast and everything. But I was always kind of like, Jesus Christ, her kids have like 20,000 Instagram followers or whatever. And so now this model has been built really by the Ropers. I think like Jade was the one who kind of started the model of yeah. how you do the fetus game. And we've seen the Lion Dykes elevate it. First babies made by two players. Right. And so now we're seeing Astrid Locke and Kevin Went do what they can do. I'm, I'm just, I'm very excited to see what is about to shape up with this fetus play. Could be very interesting. But congratulations to the Went gang on the upcoming addition to their brood. Speaking of mothers, the Dark Lord himself, Chris Harrison, made a parasocial play this week that deserves some attention. It was a Mother's Day post, fresh off the heels of the post that he did last week with Lauren Zima. This week, he posted a picture of himself, his mom, and his son sharing some beer together. The caption reads, Happy Mother's Day to this incredible woman who many years ago moved me in and out of my dorms and yesterday rolled her sleeves up and did the same for her grandson. Thank you for every single life lesson along the way, Mom. To all the moms out there and anyone stepping up and filling that role, God bless you and happy Mother's Day. And in case you're wondering, yes, a beer and cookie pairing is awesome. The post (laughs) has 57,000 likes. Notably, this post received positive comments from Lauren Zima, Tasha Adams, Jojo Fletcher, and Caitlin Bristow. Slowly but surely, the big players in Bachelor Nation seem to be welcoming Chris Harrison back into the fold via comments of support on these strategically chosen sparse Instagram main grid posts. I really thank DLH for answering the question. We were all wondering, do cookies and beer pair well together? (laughs) That's exactly what I think when I see these. Speaking of a post that raises questions, our next parasocial play of the week goes to Rachel Kirkconnell. She posted an Instagram story image of herself holding a peace sign and wearing a t-shirt with the insignia brown bear visuals. This is the first time to our knowledge that the swag of one of the people who makes the player's parasocial content has been featured by a player herself. And not just any player, this is a ring winner. Brown Bear, now look, Brown Bear Visuals has been working at the highest levels of parasocial game for people like Tyler Cameron, Hannah Brown, Matt James. He's in that tier in terms of the media that he's creating. But to have someone actually wear his logo, to have a ring winner wear that, there's no swipe up link to the merch, there's no tag or anything like that, (laughs) but it's there. In plain view, he is now, I believe, stepping into this role as the go-to person to make stuff for that tier of players. I don't know if he's going to be able to transition into the next waves of players or if he's going to be relegated to that pocket of them, to Tyler Cameron, mm-hmm. Hannah Brown, Matt James, that you know little kind of group that existed in that era, Bachelor at Season 15, Bachelor 25. 
But I think he's got the ability here to step out of it and kind of become the media creator for anybody at the highest levels of the game if he plays his cards right. It's definitely kind of the Wild West in terms of content creation right now, and you're seeing these different different things come out of it, such as, you know, TikTok houses and shit like that. But the people who are making this content, I mean, whoever is making the Lion Dykes content should be making all top Badger players content. <laughs> it's so good. And it's a lot of work, and I think it's definitely a job that people diminish when they are like, oh, The Bachelor is just filled with influencers. Like, it is not an easy job to be an influencer. You have to, like, keep creating shit that people engage with, which is tough. And as tough as it is, the next parasocial play we want to highlight has exactly to do with the volume and quantity of parasocial content, the likes of which we have never seen that is currently coming from incoming crown Katie Thurston. She made a move this week that is certain to up her social media gravitas. She's traded in her infamous Vent with Katie Instagram handle in favor of a new parasocial title, The Katie Thurston. We see this happen with many players who enter our beloved game and want their profiles to be easier to find for Bachelor Nation. This is surely a move to help her usher in a new member of the Million Instagram Club as fast as possible. And as if the name change wasn't enough, she also went to San Diego and turned out a tidal wave of content with former players Jacinia Cruz, Tammy Lai, Sarah Trott, and even Brett Vergara got into the mix. Thurston is everywhere nice. at all times making content at a pace we have never seen before. It's, I, I mean, I literally just said it's very hard to do this job and she is doing it. So like, does she have an assistant who, how? I'm telling you, I don't <laughs> think so. I watched a little bit of her, uh, she did a TikTok live this week as well. I watched a little bit of that. She's funny. She's engaging. It feels like a, an intimate experience a little bit, like you're in the room with her. Her parasocial gaze and the way she delivers whatever information she's delivering is, for me, it is the strongest parasocial power that I have ever seen come from anyone in the nation. And what wow. she is doing, I think she's able to do this volume because she's just very good at it. Mm -hmm. I think she grew up on social media. She understands how to use it, how to produce it at a high rate, at a high rate of quality as well. And it's just what she does. I don't think we've seen anyone in the game have this skill set with social media before. I truly don't. There are some good social media players. Don't get me wrong. We talk about them every week. But nothing like this. I, I think this is the mm -hmm. next level. Yeah, I've seen her in the in the comments on different Bachelor podcasts and stuff like Betches, and she look she's in the mix with Brett Vergara. She knows the various players of this structure around this game, and is very adept at using them to her advantage. The thing that she has, I think, that other players haven't had prior to this is. Other players, especially if they become leads or high ranking, you know, one through four, top four leads, whatever, they try to kind of distance themselves from The Bachelor. 
they try to be like, okay, yeah, but that's not me. I want fame in my own right or whatever I'm doing in my life is like something different. I'm not with The Bachelor anymore. Katie Thurston's doing the exact opposite. She's like, I'm the fucking bachelorette. I'm going to hang out with all Mm -hmm. bachelor players. I'm going to be in all the comments. She is fully diving into that fan base and just absorbing all of it. It's fascinating. I just, I don't know. I just have never seen anything like this. I feel like incoming crowns, especially, they are terrified with their content. Like it seems like extremely curated, not going out on any limbs or anything, not saying anything too controversial, making it very, um, kind of like candy in a sense just like easy to digest looks pretty etc and she doesn't seem to be i mean i'm sure she is censoring herself in some some respects but it feels like a lot more unfiltered and in some ways that can be detrimental having this kind of unfiltered fire from the hip at all times social media strategy because she had to issue an apology for a picture that she posted this week of her kissing another woman and it was offensive to the lgbtq plus community so she issued this apology on her stories to my followers i've removed my most recent post after realizing how many people from the lgbtq plus i hurt i am so sorry i've read the comments and better understand why my post was offensive i will continue to learn from my mistakes i want to always be an ally and today i'm sorry i let you down so within moments Hmm. she removed the post issued this apology and just keeps putting out more content. You know why? Her hero player, Caitlin Bristow, does the same thing. Immediate. Totally. Constant apologies. The parallels between Bristow and Thurston are remarkable, obviously. I just think Thurston is operating at a higher level. I just, I don't think, I've never seen anything like this. That's all I can say. I keep saying we've never seen mm-hmm. anything like this. Maybe there has been some parasocial player that I'm not aware of, but. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, we haven't seen it. Like, (laughs) she's the first person who has a huge social media following like that coming in. Speaking of Caitlin Bristow, we have a few engagement parasocial plays to commemorate the union of Bristow and Jason Tardick. First, Caitlin Bristow posted a series of six images of the proposal, the sparkler, and an engagement photo shoot, which I later learned was exclusive Entertainment Tonight photos, all on her main grid. Caption reads, don't pinch me. The post has 714,093 likes and 15,451 comments. Hang on one sec. Can we just talk about exclusive Entertainment Tonight photos? Does that mean they were paid for those? I believe so. Me too. Okay, so they're that's fantastic. Yeah. They're spawn exactly. conning the photos. I mean, Jesus Christ, genius! Oh God. I mean, it's okay. Like, yeah, it's like the baby situation. You know, yeah, you're waiting exactly. for it. And I'm like, did Tardic get in touch with them? You can right. We'll, that's we'll what get I'm getting it, at. Yeah. Did he set this yeah. up as a business opportunity? Piggybacked on 100%. his proposal. Oh fuck, genius. Of course. Jason Tardick I mean, this is like, whole thing is so well, th- we'll get to it, but the whole thing is so well thought out. I'm going to tell you one thing. Here's, here's a good example, by the way. We're going to get to the rest of this in a minute. Jason Tardick, not a great player of our beloved game. A fantastic player of the postseason Instagram of game. Of the main game. Of the whole God, game. You. Yeah. 
No, he was terrible in the real game. But it doesn't matter if he's able to turn it into this thing in social media. Like, I really do think the game is social media. That is a different game. No, it's not. It's all the same. It is. Because look, if we start covering social media, Bachelor players are never even in that conversation. But we're talking about Bachelor bachelor players all against each other. Yes, that's a small microcosm yeah. of the actual social media game. And the real yeah, top players of social covering, media... Yeah, all Christian are Ronaldo's in a posts. different yeah. world, you know? Sure, but we are these are the players that we're watching and the game is social media <laughs> <laughs> as we chart their gains every week week that's the point that they're trying to do in the game whatever tardic made a main grid post <laughs> with six images of the engagement the caption reads choosing your forever is the most important decision in the world caitlin bristow you made that decision so easy love you to death and forever this has 357,730 likes, 6,300 comments. All of these plays were great, but there can only be one parasocial play of the week. And the winner this week is Jason Tardick for the other engagement parasocial play in which he stepped it up. He has 101.1 thousand TikTok followers and he posted a short clip of his proposal to Bristow on TikTok. In it, Bristow has her hands placed upon her cheeks, mouth agape, recreating the iconic Edward Munch painting, <laughs> the scream, <laughs> as Tarnock pulls out the sparkler. Bristow herself screams, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me with that ring? Yes. Their golden retriever, creatures, Pino and Raman jump on them, joining in the celebration as Bristow lays across Tardic. Photographers and onlookers appear in the foreground to bear witness to this iconic parasocial play, an important moment for this Bachelor Nation power couple. This video has 1.9 million views and 152.5 thousand likes. Bristow is leaning into her free spirit brand with this curse-laden reaction video that launched her playing career with her first limo exit standing to Chris Souls, that he could plow the fuck out of her field any day. Today, the word fucking makes her appear as 4TRR as ever in the accepting of this proposal. She's up to 1,949,157 Instagram followers, just 50,000 away from that magical 2 million club. Congratulations to Tardic for this. Again, I know we just talked about how impressive he is in the parasocial realm, but he's fucking doing it all. And it's in mm -hmm. support of Caitlin Bristow. It is brilliant to watch what he's been able to carve out in terms of a social media career from the role of supportive significant other mm -hmm. to one of the most impressive crowns that we've ever seen. Totally. I'm thinking of that video he made of... Caitlin's entire Dancing with the Stars season. Yes. He's kind of like her brown bear visuals <laughs> in a way. Yep. Setting up this proposal in a way that's during her podcast, it's getting recorded. It's going to get tons of people to listen to that podcast episode. There's already 
engagement photographers there for entertainment tonight to take these beautiful pictures. She's got like this extremely complicated nail design. Like, I'm like, how much was she aware that this was going to happen? Or was he like, keep those nails done in May? (laughs) There's a piece of me that thinks this was all completely acted. And if Mm. so, fucking fantastic job. (laughs) I mean, oh my God. (laughs) More power to (laughs) you. Yeah. It was so well done. I mean, from top to bottom, every element of this. And now I haven't heard the podcast. I don't know if it's out yet, but they recorded it on a podcast. There's going to be yet another way to monetize this event. But they've got their Instagram, their TikTok videos. They've got the entertainment I mean, he had to figure out the microphone situation in order to even propose on the podcast so you can hear it. I. But his business mind for social media is at another level as well. He's like, yeah, I'm in this relationship. I love her. But how can I monetize everything we do in as many revenue streams as possible? It's outstanding what he's been able Mm -hmm. to do in terms of turning that relationship into a business. Truly. I'm so happy that she found him. Sean Booth would never have set up something this elaborate. He couldn't. And this is why Tardic is, they're a perfect pair. They truly are. It's unbelievable. <laughs> In terms of like, I know there are some big Bachelor Nation power couples. This one to me is like, it works so perfectly. Yeah. You have stuff with like, like Brian and Rachel, Brian Abasolo and Rachel Lindsay, I would say are a power couple. But they're mm-hmm. kind of existing in their own separate powers. You don't see them like working together a lot. They'll appear no. in each other's stuff from time to time. But it's like she's got her shit. He's got his shit. They support each other, but they're kind of doing their own thing. This is like it's so intertwined. But in mm-hmm. this way that Tardic is cool living in the shadow of Caitlin Bristow and supporting her. And he's going to turn yeah. that into as much fucking money as he possibly can. <laughs> He's hitting like 100% capacity, I feel like, with how to monetize that relationship. Beautiful Well, he's like, he studies business, right? Like, that's his thing. Oh, I don't know. I think he is into that shit, so. Well, congratulations to Jason Tardick and Caitlin Bristow. This was just exquisite to watch. In a week of really strong parasocial plays, this Mm -hmm. was next level. We congratulate you and we look forward to all of the upcoming parasocial plays that are going to happen as a result of this. Mm. The honeymoon, the bachelor parties, the wedding itself. What the fuck is that going to be like? Jesus Christ. Oh my God. That wedding. Is it going to be televised? Are we going to see it on Paradise? That's below them. That's below them. I think Paradise is below them. They're like Crystal Goose are the last ones. We can't follow that. They have to get their own special like a... Sean they don't Lowe, need Catherine, paradise. Their wedding will be paid for by other people regardless. So, oh, it's going to be big. It's going to be like like that podcast studio, but in a wedding form. Do you know what I mean? It's She's got this whole yeah. setup where there's like a floral background and neon, and it's very like her. We have to get invited to that wedding. Oh, my God. How? Pitt provides. Okay. Who, I'm going to date Jason Tardick's little brother. <laughs> Does he have a brother? I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. It'll happen. Pitt, hear us now. 
We need tickets to that wedding. We need an invitation oh, to yeah. the wedding. Oh, yeah. We have wedding. the pit. The pit will provide. We'll see what happens. We, We've we go spoken it disguised as caterers. <laughs> we break into the wedding. No, I want a legitimate invitation to this wedding, and I want mm-hmm. to appear there and experience it all. Uh, it's going to be the biggest event in Bachelor history, in my opinion. Pit provide. We invoke the pit. And speaking of the pit, that wraps up all the plays from this week in the parasocial arena. Now it is time for Pace Case and I to descend deep into the bottom of the cavern where we dwell and discuss our relationship with this show. This is Screams from the Pit! You might have had a little preview of my scream in Bachelor Nation in uh, Gore State of the World this episode but my scream is that you know i'm watching these other shows quote unquote for pleasure my island shows my love island my temptation island i love this type of format and i can't help but just dissect them and come up with what would be the best strategies for people who are in those situations to become the most famous to have the greatest quote-unquote love story or thing that will elevate them from doing this experience into a parasocial powerhouse and I just it's made my my pleasure shows work (laughs) I'm sorry that sucks is there anything you can watch for pleasure now it's got to be scripted god I don't know (laughs) what that would be like no yeah maybe scripted like a drama maybe yeah i mean i hear what you're saying at least for reality shows for me there is now like the ever-present producer entity i see it in every reality show whether it's a dating game or whatever it may be i'm just like oh the producers are making them do that making them do this and it completely removes the uh suspension of disbelief that's required to enjoy those shows at a kind Mm -hmm. of surface level i don't have that ability at all anymore that's gone 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 i mean there's also at least with temptation island there are so many clear errors (laughs) that yeah oh my god this one guy like (laughs) one of the first couple nights had a threesome and yeah, and it's like, there's nothing more 4TWR than that. That isn't like, oh, I'm exploring this emotional connection, seeing if there's a better fit. It's like, I'm here to fucking party and tear shit up. In retrospect, maybe it's not an error, because it was probably one of the most focused on things of the season, but... Could have been a blaze of glory. Maybe he was like, I'm done with this yeah. relationship. Let's get it. I mean, I think it was that. I'm sorry that you uh, that you've lost the ability to enjoy reality television because of what <laughs> we've done here. But I would also argue this, if I may. Mm-hmm. What we do here, at least for me, actually increases my level of joy from watching The Bachelor. When we're in season and we get to mm-hmm. do our recaps on Tuesdays, that shit is some of the most fun that I ever have. Because breaking it down as a game and really analyzing it and seeing the new plays and how the game's evolving, all that kind of shit. I love yeah. it. I fucking live for it at this point, you know? Yeah. I am 
I am starting to feel that little twitch when I watch these promos and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. Can't wait Me for night too. one. Who's going to do a multi-steal on that night one? Who's going to get that fimp? What's that curveball going to be? I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. The curveball is the house is in a giant vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, I I'm dreading what the curveball is going to be, but it's all coming up. I uh, I hope that you can find some positive spin about this scream, that you can find some pleasure in what we do. Still, yeah, I'm just I'm just creating more pets. You know, there's definitely pleasure in it. That's why I want you to watch the shows. <laughs> I will eventually. I I think once we wrap the book up, I'll have a little more time to indulge in other stuff and. That might be on the list. But speaking of pits, Mm -hmm. my scream from this pit includes a descent into the musical halls that I have started to chip away at with my pickaxe. Something unlocked in my mind last week when I made, went to the gym, went to a party, Mm -hmm. and I just started going through the kind of ideas that I have in my head for songs I want to do. And... Uh I have a melody. I have some lyrics for a song called Can I Steal You? And I was just going to sing it to you now and see what you think. A musical scream. Yeah, it's a musical scream, but it's also a tell me what you think. Am I? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I'm going crazy. I was going to say, am I going crazy or is this kind of (laughs) good? I know I'm going crazy, but that aside, (laughs) is this kind of good? So here you go. This is what I've got so far for... A song that I'm titling, Can I Steal You? Ready? <clears throat> yeah. I'm just going to sing this acapella. No musical accompaniment. I don't have any music for it. I just have these lyrics, this melody. And I'm going to do the best I can here. I saw you talking to another guy. But I had to get a minute of your time. So I walked right up to you and I said... Can I steal you just for a second? Cause I need to tell you about myself. Stealing ain't bad if you say it's okay. This is a game, girl, we both have to play. Stealing ain't wrong if you say it's all right. I'm just trying to make it through tonight. Oh my God. That's what I got. Thank you. Beautiful. That, can I steal you just for a second? I need to. That's mm-hmm. very catchy. That little... Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to... You know, like I said, once we finish the book, I have a lot of projects I want to do, watching more reality television shows and this album. That, that'll that be one of the songs on it. I had this other little country thing spinning in my head a little bit that was right reasons. There's not a mm, lot to this a one. A Jed jingle? Could be for Jed White. It goes like this. <clears throat> I'm here for the right reasons <laughs> and I'll never do you wrong. I'll be coming out the limousine singing this song that's all i had thank you that's the new they call me mr right girl (laughs) i'll reach out to jed white and see if he wants to do this song i'll write it for him and just give it to him 
Right? No. When did he? He did perform it at her window at some point. Maybe it was a knock-knock. Yeah. But that was my scream. My scream is that the musical engine is turning on these Bachelor songs, and they're starting to fill in in my head. I don't think that's a scream at all. I think you're creating beautiful content, and this is a blessing for anyone in the pit who has remained with us throughout this entire episode. Fun surprise. You know what I'd really like to do is get some Bachelor people to do these songs with me. Maybe once I have them written a little bit more, maybe I'll send some DMs, see who I can who I can entice into the musical pit. Great. Get uh, <laughs> Natasha Bessas and Mike Johnson to perform it for you. Natasha Bessas would be great for a song about Hoojus that I have in my head where the chorus just goes, Do you Hooju? Do you Hooju? <laughs> I can hear her voice singing okay, that great. like way she's better already, than me. She's already busy working on that one, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Anyway, thank you for indulging our screams from the pit. Thank you for coming on this journey with us for this week in Bachelor Nation. That is all we got for you. And thank you as always for sending us in those delicious tids. And thank you already for sending in some covers to... Uh, I was at the gym. I went to a party. <laughs> Please keep sending them. We're going to be playing more of them as we get them. But this first one was fantastic. Please, once again, go check out at Nasty Poodle on Instagram. That is Allison Becker, who had the cover that we played up top. And we will, of course, be coming at you next Monday with a brand new Patreon episode. It is going to be a very special one. So if you're on our Patreon you're going to enjoy it. And if you're not, <laughs> you got plenty of time to sign up. That is patreon.com slash game of roses where we now have, I don't know, 10,000 hours of content. I have no idea how much stuff is in there. You can't get through it in a lifetime at this point, but you can try. Mm-mm. You'd have to do two times speed. And before we go, as always, what is the dwab at? It has been 6,988 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our beloved game. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended 
This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered shower head purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.